Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Trying to get by Benning. Darnell Nurse left it in the corner. Gets up center. Perry. Hey everybody, we're back. It's the Forever Mighty Post Game Show. Patrick, Jason, and Eddie. Holy <gasps> shit. When have we all done a show together? I think it must have uh, been a month. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Menage uh, a trois here. Uh, here November, we go. maybe. <laughs> it's definitely been a minute. We're live. Unfortunately, we get to talk about the Ducks and Sharks game tonight, which happened to be a Ducks 4-2 to loss. Their fourth straight loss. Um, unfortunately, the Ducks just not sure how to score goals. Um, it just comes at a bad time for Anaheim here after the break. A lot of the thought was into the road trip, not able to clean things up against some good, high, you know, and hot teams. Coming to San Jose and come up empty-handed. So that's what we get to talk about tonight, guys. Fun stuff. I mean, I got Yay. off watching a, a nice three-two <laughs> win by Canada in the World Juniors, and then I get to to kind of transition. Oh, oh, to this I'm game, sorry. So. Against two, was it against a brand new team into the tournament like Denmark? No, no, no. This time it was Switzerland. This oh, time, so okay, it was okay. a little bit okay. better. Wasn't too bad. Mm. I mean, Sweden trumped uh, Slovakia five-two today, and you guys just barely squeaked by them two to one. So, all right, right. To... I mean, I mean, you were talking mad crap about the you know Team USA not putting up. You know, 15 goals against the team, and then here you are playing against a team that's new to the tournament. I mean, <laughs> okay, whatever well, we'll you want to do. We'll see how you guys do against Kazakhstan tomorrow. Borat? Or I guess today. Borat. Now. Oh. Yeah, Team Borat. That'd be amazing <laughs> if they had to wear jerseys that were just those, like that that uh, swimsuit he wears. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. That poor, that poor country gets to get buried because of uh, Sasha Baron Cohen there. Yep. So, well, the Ducks pick up uh, just an awful loss tonight. The puck didn't go their way, honestly. The bounces didn't go their way. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to battle back, and the Ducks weren't able to do so here as they were let in four goals. Uh, Gibby gets to start in net. This was the battle for first place, too. You know, Sharks and Ducks were tied going into this game, as far as I remember looking no. at the standing. No. no oh, no, oh no, you no. got. Santa, or at least what they said is San Jose was in second, the Ducks were in fourth, and Vegas was in third, and Calgary was in Did first. I miss this? Oh, boy. Yep. Look at me. Yep. Not, but they were not separated, getting the they were stats separated correct. By two points. 
That was the difference. It was like it's San Jose. One point below them was Vancouver or uh, uh, Vegas, and then one point below Vegas was us. We're yeah, that's for Christmas, and all our stats are wrong. That's my bad. No, I'm I an idiot. Right. I, I, honestly, I'm a moron, as we all know. I was looking at wins, so one behind oh. the Sharks. Figured they were close. No, Sharks oh. were definitely ahead, and so was Calgary. So my bad there, boys. So thanks, for, thanks for picking it up and making me look like a fool. But uh, I love you, babe. You know. The Sharks aren't a great team. It's not not as good of a team as we thought they were going to be heading into this year with Eric Carlson. And he was missing his second straight game tonight because of a headshot he put on Austin Wagner uh, against L.A., which, I mean, make what you want of it. That's the new NHL. That type of hit's an automatic suspension nowadays. No longer a clean hit in the NHL. So they were missing him and uh, still didn't look out of place against the Ducks. No, they had Melker no. Carlson, right? So that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it just me, or uh, you, they kind of mentioned this, I guess, a little bit too? Is uh, that Pickles seems kind of out of sorts as well? Um, like he hasn't really been all that great defensively. I think he's the worst on the uh, Sharks as far as the plus minus goes, and just never really seemed to be a factor. And he'd always kind of been a factor against the Ducks. Yeah, no, Vlasic's always their shutdown guy. He's always got the, the, the you know the task of taking on the best of whatever the opposing team has to offer. And he, I mean, he was honestly part of a, a play in you know later on in the in this game that he wasn't able to get to the puck in the corner. Manson retrieved it and fed it across, which the Ducks were able to bury there. But that's later. That's a later story to tell for Anaheim. Um, they kept the game as close as they could. I just don't think they matched up great against this team. Um, let's just be honest here. The Ducks are without the likes of clearly Corey Perry, Patrick Ease, Cam Fowler. Um, Raquel. Yeah, Ricard Raquel, obviously, is a, you know, another big player for the Ducks who hadn't played well prior to his ankle injury, but is still yeah. injured. Gibby getting the start in net, but as you'll learn going on throughout this game, he is unable to uh, hold on to the crease after the uh, first period. The Ducks were having to put Chad Johnson in the second period. Let's get through this first period first <laughs> because um, it honestly wasn't that bad of a period. It was a stronger period from Anaheim in this game. Um, a few entries here and there from either team, but you know nothing the Ducks were, were looking like they were out of sorts. They were able to actually get a few plays here, and they were actually the first to go on the power play because of Vlasic, as you said, Pickles, who's the puck over the glass, I mean, the Sharks argued it was questionable. Ducks go on the power play, and they do my favorite thing, which Anaheim loves to do, is the drop pass in the neutral zone on the power play <laughs> and, you know, skate it in. Like, nobody knows that's coming because the NHL hasn't seen that for the last three <laughs> to five years. But uh, Anaheim didn't look too bad here going up uh, to their first goal, and they would actually get the goal on the power play. Jacob Silverberg, uh, a point shot from Ahura, makes it through off of Nick Ritchie. Silverberg does that little going behind the net. Uh-uh. Comes that back in <laughs> and able to tuck it in right by Martin Jones on the side of the net. The Ducks get the early one nothing lead. So, good start to the period for the Ducks. Yeah, but th- this is how they score power play goals. It's just the puck bounces out to Silverberg. It's a lucky bounce. He's going to tuck it in <laughs> on an open net. They, it's not like bo- the Boston game. We saw Boston throwing across cross-crease passes like Pasternak and Marchand and Toy Krug were just lighting it up. The, the Ducks don't really do that. They'll get some zone time sometimes but that's all perimeter passes or point shots like we saw here from josh mahara and luckily silverberg's there to clean it up and it's good for him because he's kind of been getting something going at least i mean the ducks only have four goals over the last four games so at least he's kind of staying up there a little bit and and at least contributing but yeah i'm not going to chalk this up to the ducks power play is finding something because this was just kind of a one-off I'll take it. I mean, at this point, just if you can get a puck in the net and it could be on the power play, just something that is no longer a story. It's no longer they're not scoring. They they can't do anything on the power play. It's never going to work. They got to figure something out. You know, you know, reports coming out where they're just practicing power play, power play, power play. Now at least they got a goal and just they can put it to the side at least a little bit. One less thing they have to kind of answer to. So I'll take it. It's not a pretty one, but. Uh, like I said, that the goals are the goals are so hard to come by at this point. Just however you get it, who cares? Do it. <laughs> no, it. I agree. And honestly, this game was just a goal—not uh, just a goal, but like just a, a game of bounces and lucky goals. In my opinion, not a lot of bang bang plays, other than maybe one of the Sharks' goals. It, it, it just honestly was a very 
sloppy game from both teams and the Sharks benefited I think more than the Ducks did I mean Jesus Martin Jones could have buried one for Anaheim here later in the game <laughs> which we'll definitely yeah. get to but uh, moving on here from the opening faceoff onto the Ducks first goal the Sharks come out of course with a prolonged shift in Anaheim's end after that goal you, that, that's always come to expect right after the Ducks get a chance uh, Joe Thornton holy hell this guy uh, all over the ice tonight generated a lot of chances for the Sharks he looked really good setting up the Sharks on a number of plays. Gibby also having to be strong down here on the stretch. But they were not able to hold up all the Sharks all the way as Melker Carlson is able to score. Donskoy kind of loses Dotchin behind the net, is able to feed Melker Carlson in front, who actually got in front of Rowney. Uh, a tap in one, you know, makes it 1 1. It's kind of a sloppy defensive play here from Anaheim, and the Sharks take advantage here. I don't really th- see any fault on Gibson on this play. But, um, you know, it's 1-1 game now. Yeah, it was it was a little rough because it was uh, Dotson that was uh, trying to uh, push uh, Donskoy. He also lost his glove on the play. So that can kind of throw you off a little bit of how you defend. At the same time, Donskoy made a really good play to actually throw it across the crease. You almost hope Gibson can get the, the stick or the paddle there to try and deflect it away. You really kind of hope that. But that just kind of literally went into that sweet spot in front of the, the skates and behind the uh, heel of the stick and went right to him. The, the shot happens, actually hits Gibson in the blocker. It still kind of gets to the side of the net. Gibson can't do much on it. In all honesty, I, I don't feel it was a really soft play defensively. You might want to put it on the youngster, you know, the rookie, trying to uh, you know play maybe a little bit softer. But uh, also the guy was – left open and was able to get the the stick on the puck and so there was no chance for gibson but it was a really good pass from don Skoy. you kind of get him tip tip your hat or chapeau is allers would say oh jesus christ (laughs) no that i think i think that's a little bit on carter rowney that goal because he's the guy who should have been covering Melker carlson and just kind of lets him slip behind him it's not that he wasn't really watching him he just wasn't fully man marking Melker carlson enough to be able to take uh, the puck away from him. I mean, it goes right through Rowney, and Malcolm Carlson's able to just get enough of it to get it by Gibson. I mean, I, I don't think anybody expected Donskoy to throw that pass off the backhand across crease, and obviously Gibson didn't. He didn't really react until later. And yeah, I, I would put that a bit on, on on Carter Rowney, but you know that's a great pass from Donskoy. Most of the time, you make that pass no matter who's there. That's going to be in the back of the net. The only way Gibson actually saves that is if he makes some ridiculous sprawling across save with his stick like he did earlier in the period anyway. I'll get into that right now. That's what I wanted to save. <laughs> the Ducks get out of this period tied 1-1, but let's talk about why. And that's because of John Gibson. What a paddle stop on Joe Thornton. Um, the reason why I say this for the end of the period is because it's it's very significant. This is what the broadcast and many pointed out on Twitter is to where John Gibson got hurt. Um, he reaches over with the stick, able to knock the puck down by Joe Thornton. Uh, hell of a play. Nothing we haven't seen from John Gibson this year, right? He's always making the 10-bell saves against the opposing team night and night again. But apparently they think he hurt his back. I, I didn't understand how he hurt his back on this play, but they kept showing things to him, leaning back on the crossbar, stretching all out like this, you know. Doing a Jesus Christ impression. Him. Yeah, just stretching his hands out, you know, looking around. They assume he hurt his back there. Um, it would later become a upper body injury. So I don't know how that's an, a back injury. I don't know how they're classifying this or what they're doing here. What are your guys' thoughts on John Gibson? Um, I mean, obviously the clap goes out to the save, but when it comes to the injury, how do you guys feel about Johnny right now? Well, it was, it was kind of weird because like, uh, there was nothing about the initial save that made it look like it was bad. Uh, he did get bumped like afterwards, like he made the save and he didn't quite have the puck. The puck ends up squirting out and, and going somewhere else. But there was kind of a, a rush to the net where it seemed like maybe kind of twinged it, you know, tweaked it. And uh, I'm currently going through back pain right now and am a goalie. So I know exactly how that can kind of feel and how it can just be like, damn it, what the hell is wrong? And it's just, it, you're, you're sometimes able to kind of play through it, but then other times you're just like, you make certain movements, all of a sudden your muscles just to go like, nope, nope, you're not doing that. And then you're like, okay, all right, I'm going to stop. It didn't look that severe. I feel it was maybe more of a precautionary thing, just kind of see where he's at. If it was that severe, 
a, you know, like an immediate injury, he wouldn't have kept playing because he continued on through the period. He just didn't start the re- you know, he didn't come back for the rest of the game after the first. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping it's a little bit less. He'll have to see the team doctors and see, you know, where he goes from there. But it looks like maybe a mild strain and just something he didn't really want to push. They kind of said he was, they said he was questionable too to return tonight. It wasn't like, oh, he's out for sure. The, the Ducks social media put out that he was questionable. So, like, maybe that's some kind of sign that it's not too bad or that they were thinking of possibly bringing him back if they needed him but it was a precautionary reason just to keep him out so it doesn't get worse they don't probably don't at this point don't really know the severity of it just knowing that it's he's at least able to move and it's not too bad you don't want to throw him out there and then it gets worse and he's done for weeks or months i mean at that point the ducks are they're out of it if he's hurt for more than five games the Ducks are Ugh. in serious trouble because Ugh. they've already lost four in a row. And you put Chad Johnson as your new starter and what you call Jared Coro or Kevin Boyle or, or somebody else to come up and play behind him. Yeah, it's going to be tough. So right, I can go it. I can go it. I'm ready, coach. <laughs> Emergency goalie. With your bad back, I'm sure you'd be great. Uh, <laughs> I don't Dr- care. <laughs> Clearly. I'm in. Drew McCool <laughs> from Spreaker says he thinks he pulled a rib muscle. And then uh, Shock also has a good comment here. He says, he probably just tweaked his back from carrying the team for the past three months. <laughs> probably, yeah. probably that. I would, I, I would definitely sign with that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's also give a shout out to Yahoo NHL for using our GIF um, on that Aww. save. Eddie put out the GIF of the Gibby save, and then uh, NHL from Yahoo was able to to retweet us out there. So thanks to them for using our GIF. That's always nice. Um, oh, thank you, Eddie, on. for making it. Oh, I mean, that's Eddie's job. No, we don't we don't I get people we don't we don't pat backs for doing their job. <laughs> Gibby is apparently hurt, as we just said. Johnson makes the start. Uh, apparently, he still plays for the Blues. Uh, he doesn't know how to get a white helmet from anywhere on the planet while he uh, yep. he awaits Shell Shock Designs helmet as they're creating a new one for him, which is great. So, uh, yeah. shout out to them. Uh, yeah, the the only thing as a goalie is uh, I wouldn't change helmets oh, in, in the middle of a season. No, we're get goalies. over your shit. Go buy a, a a plain white helmet that's perfectly good for the NHL and put it on. Listen, listen. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt in the first game where he had it. It kind of looked out of place like, okay, you know, maybe he didn't really think he was going to play or get those opportunities. And, you know, he wasn't ready to prepare. He's had time to prepare. Do something to the mask you got. You know, if you're comfortable with another mask, then get one. But for the most part, those are usually custom made and they don't just happen. They they literally have to get your head size. They have to do everything else to it. And uh, I had a custom helmet that took me uh, uh, eight weeks to get. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, a, I'm but, not on a I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these guys. I'm sure they can get it a little bit quicker. I I get it. You have to have the fit right. The feel has to be right. Everything's going to be off for you. But I mean, at, at some point, like he had enough. I just time put tape like, something. Well, they, I, yeah, I don't care. Shellshock <laughs> Designs. When they tweeted out, they said it would have been there, but they had shipping issues. Like he had would have had enough time to at least maybe go out and get a backup mask or something i'm sure like he, he has to have more than one i guess maybe they're all blues mask or something but usually when a guy gets traded you see they have just a white stock one or a black stock one you can go to any hockey stuff. store anywhere in the country or continent and no, buy one it's gonna be tough yeah yeah this coming from pat who like has to find custom hats because his head's so because my head is gigantic i get it <laughs> I had this giant well, dome. have to have it fit in certain areas so they don't get concussions. You don't think an NHL goal center can get a freaking backup helmet anywhere? <laughs> it's like he's playing every night. He has oh time. He has time to go find he the helmet. Now. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> Dave brings up a good point. He says, oh, if you're Johnson and Miller's going to come back eventually, why would you paint your helmet with a, with anything ducks if you're gonna not gonna be here? Maybe he knows oh, more than we go down with the We do. Maybe he's gonna get his. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, shock designs. Shell shock designs is gonna give him one. He's gonna get one. Yeah, well, it's already, so he's it's got already one happening. coming. Yeah, it's probably gonna be yeah. nice. Let's get through what? this awful second period before we continue <laughs> this discussion because this is one of the sloppiest periods Anaheim's played. Um, I mean, since, I mean, I mean, hold on. Since last game, since last game, okay. Since Christmas, since Boxing Day. Uh, which yeah. is apparently yesterday. Um, Gibby's hurt. Johnson comes in, and uh, you know why not have a really horrible shift and get to give the uh, you know the Sharks a lot of zone time, <laughs> and the Sharks are able to cash in on a goal here. Sorensen crashes the net, just as Pavelski does, 
and uh, basically just jamming away at the puck and the and the Ducks for some reason. I don't know why they challenged us. Honestly, it was very yeah. marginal. Johnson sprawled on his own. I didn't see any any sort of like jamming, pushing across the crease that apparently Brian Hayward did, where he swore that the skate of Pavelski pushed Johnson and the stick pushed Johnson Dodge into the net. Pushes Pavelski anyway. Yeah. You want to if you want to call anything goaltender interference, it's where Dotchin pushes Pavelski into Chad Johnson, but it's Dotchin who initiates exactly. the contact. I didn't see anything but the Sharks here that they did wrong. And the Ducks would challenge the Sorensen goal. It was a bang bang play, a crash part of the net in front of the crease, and then in right on the goal line, Sorensen's able to tap it in, make it an easy two one goal here for the Sharks. Uh not a good shift for Dotchin and Mahura. They were awful to in tonight's game, honestly. They were caught a lot in tonight's game uh, by the Sharks. But uh, the Ducks would challenge. I didn't understand why. Did you guys agree or disagree with uh, the, the opportunity to challenge here? No. I don't know if they saw anything different. But, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I was kind of the, the same. But I, I don't think uh, uh, Brian Hayward was even really saying that it was going to be overturned. It was just something where there was a chance to possibly overturn it. But, no, looking at it, there was nothing that happened in the play that was bad. I mean, the, 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 only, the only way this works is that where the challenge is successful is that if Pavelski come, he comes in on his own volition, so he's not pushed in. He is pushed later into Chad Johnson. But the fact that he goes into the crease, they usually look at that. Uh, but then it was he made the save, and then the puck was kind of lying around, and someone else knocked it in. Now, it, it was just – it was too – I'm trying to think of the word. It was just, it was, there wasn't enough to overturn what the call was. If the call had been called no goal, there's probably, if there's a challenge from San Jose, they'd probably say, listen, there's not enough evidence to overturn it, but it was the exact opposite. The Ducks didn't have enough um, evidence to actually overturn that. Uh, Pavelski interfered with him. It was a gray area. I don't think it was a good challenge. I didn't think it was ever going to pass no. apply as goalie no. interference. And, you know, and I'm usually looking for that, but it, 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 the second they challenge it, I'm like, no, that's just going to be a waste of a timeout. I want to know who made the decision to challenge that, if it was Randy Carlisle or somebody else, because, like, the first overhead view you get of Dotchin pushing Pavelski in and Pavelski missing twice on the puck, miss, not even touching, really, Chad Johnson's pad at all, and then Sorensen scooping up the rebound, you can tell that, the, really, there's nothing that's going to get overturned, especially when it was called good goal on the ice. Like, I don't know why you even make that play and sacrifice a challenge at that point. Like, you should know that you're probably not going to win that. Are you just doing it maybe to – you're not even at home, so you're not really doing it to appease the fans. I, I don't really know what the point is at that point unless you somehow, for some reason think you're going to win. But like, I feel like everybody can see after they saw the replay that they weren't going to win that. It was – it was kind of – it was almost – it was almost in a gray area. And if it's in a gray area, you challenge. And it was almost in that area, but it really wasn't. And so I think they were – I can't say exactly why or who made that judgment call. But uh, there was enough where, where Pavelski was kind of in the middle of where Chad Johnson was. Even though Chad Johnson's like lifting his leg out to the side to try and keep the puck out, it wasn't enough that was preventing him from putting his other foot down, pushing his ass over and getting a leg out there. So I, I didn't feel it was enough that was ever going to really overturn it, but it was, it was close to a gray area, I guess is the best. You I mean, it was, it. it was as close as you could get without, without saying it was a clean goal. It's like, maybe there's something. And then you see the replay and you're like, no, there's not. But Randy yeah, Collar exactly. was like, no, there definitely was goal to interference here. We're for sure yeah. going to waste a timeout and yeah. uh, go ahead and call this. Um, Moving on here, the Ducks would actually get a power play shortly after this. After the Ducks actually took a power play, Larson goes to the box. Then the Ducks get a power play because um, uh, Milker Carlson breaks Getzloff's stick. And then, I mean, you know, Mahura hasn't had a bad enough game. I mean, why not turn the puck over to Evander Kane for a shorthanded breakaway, which was definitely Chad Johnson's standout of the night. What a What a great save. I mean, Evander Kane tries to go five-hole, and Johnson didn't do the mistake that most goalies do, which is not have your stick flat between the five-hole, which he did, able to knock away the puck. They're great save by Chad Johnson after giving up an awful goal uh, early on in this period. And the Ducks just never recovered, I feel like, in this period after that. They didn't play a great game um, in the second period. In fact, it was uh, very interesting to see Brandon Montour get leveled 
I mean, absolutely <laughs> smoked. And they tried to say it was after the whistle, but it was like at the exact point of the whistle. I think it was by Shemek or Semek on the Sharks, able to level yes. him with a hip check yeah. along the boards. Semek or something. Ducks tried the to get all rowdy. And it was close. Yeah. He is lining up, but he was lining up for it before the whistle went. Like he was the follow through. The, the like he, at the time he can't get out of that. At the time the whistle goes out, the whistle was late. The hit yeah. was necessarily I mean, late. The whistle was late. Yeah, I mean Monty should have honestly had his head up. I mean, really, yeah. and he should have saw this hit coming. He gets loving along the boards. Richie goes in, tries to kill someone. Can't try, can't kill anybody. <laughs> can't reach anyone. You can see. Like, yeah, he's like just Richie, trying like, to like, grab and kill it, someone. Here. Arms. Why can't you reach? Things? Couldn't get him. And then the weirdest thing ever <laughs> is he gets sent to the box, and you think the sharks are getting an effing power play out of this. And then thirty seconds later, they pull Richie out of the box. Like, no, nah, we're good. We're good. And then Hayward goes, well, it's just, you know, the other referee said, let's, you know, just let the boys be boys here. And I was like, oh, my God, man. Oh, my God. I heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so stupid. Richie without the penalty here. Uh, Ducks able, uh, unable to convert on any sort of chances here in the second period. But uh, let's talk about the, the very funny play here by Martin Jones. Jones gets the puck above the goal line, <laughs> below his own faceoff circle, after he absolutely robbed robbed Jacob Silverberg on a great pass from Hampus Lindholm. You know, Jones goes right to left, makes the glove save on Silverberg. You think he's going to have a great game. Next play comes in for the Ducks, and uh, Jones is like, I'm going to try to score on my own net. Bet you can't make it. And uh, luckily he was right. He hits the near side post with a pass. He tried to put behind the net. Pops back out in front. Sherwood unable to convert. Huge chance for Anaheim here to get a garbage goal, but unable to convert. What the hell is going on with the puck luck tonight? Right, guys? That was unbelievable that Oxford able to score on those two sequences. <laughs> He's trying to shoot it behind his net, but he just like, loses control of it and, and literally inches away from going. I, I really wanted to see that happen just from anybody. Not even to just bury his own net, right? Bury gold his own net. I just would net. love to see that. <laughs> that would just be great. And But like Sherwood doesn't know that's going to happen. He's just going to the net, just trying to rush martin jones to make a decision like that and then it goes right through his legs he can't do anything no he had no idea that was coming yeah yeah he's literally going around the other like he's about to go around the other side of the net and start like putting pressure on the play and all of a sudden it's like oh crap there it is and it just like flutters past him it's like god damn it and then the guy behind him damn it it's just yeah that was the start of a a long sequence of just damn it for the ducks that's martin jones this season the, those two, he'll make one crazy save and then he'll make a play like that. At least All he's not having as bad coach. of a year as Corey Schneider. Corey Schneider's gone exactly one year to the day without a win. Poor. He didn't win. Corey he didn't even play tonight. Yeah, he lost yeah. again. No, yeah, he didn't lose. He didn't play. He didn't play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's, he's not in that. Way, so. 365 Damn. days for Corey Schneider, no wins. Win watch. Win watch 2019 now. So the Ducks. Uh, go to the third period with a 2-1 deficit. Let's get through this pretty quickly here in the third. We have a guest popping onto the show here pretty quickly here. Uh, one of our Patreon listeners is promised for November and December we do two. And why wouldn't we wait to the last two games of the season to have guests on? Um, Feels like our style. Yeah. So or la- Oh, two of the last three games. So we have uh, Jimmy coming on tonight. We'll draw another a random winner for Saturday, but Jimmy's coming on to do the live uh, game show here as, as a Patreon uh, participant to win a free puck. So we'll get to that in just a second, but let's get to the third period. Um, Ducks with chances in the early part of the third period, unable to convert until they do. Kiefer Sherwood with a uh, nice shot on that from the high slot, but you know the play is honestly developed by Josh Manson, who's able to get to the corner and beat out Pickles. It was a nice feed to Kiefer Sherwood in the slot. Beats Martin Jones with that little, you know, the you know the elbow squirter between the arm and body. The chicken wing able to get under <laughs> and uh, tie the game up to give all of us Ducks fans some hope. And, you know, Kiefer Sherwood, man, really got to like his style of play. Honestly, guys, I, I've really been impressed yeah. with him for the minutes he's played. Uh, I love the tenacity and speed he brings. Uh, he's much of like a, a much lesser skilled Andre Kasha, where the amount of energy and speed he brings to a line does not able to bury the puck as consistently. Which, and uh, younger Andrew Cogliano. There you go. You <laughs> could say he, that. That's yeah. probably a better comparison. Well, th- this is on Martin Jones, I think, because he uh, Sherwood brings it in on the back end, fumbles it a bit, then doesn't get the one timer off that he probably wanted. 
then doesn't really get everything on the shot, just kind of throws something on net. And Jones is sliding over late, and it goes between the blocker and the pad and into the net and just squeaks through. He, you can see by his reaction he wanted it back, and he probably shot, thought he should have had that. I, you know, Kiefer Sherwood, enough credit for him to actually get the puck on net. That was a difficult one to receive. It was a hard pass from Manson, but that shouldn't go in. I mean, it, it is a shot where it's kind of right dead center, and Jones just isn't there. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like how how Sherwood plays. It's just he's kind of got that inept finishing ability from time to time that Andrew Cogliano has that he just sometimes can't find the back of the net when he has some really good chances. Yeah, yeah. Now the other thing is like I would I would yeah Jones would probably want that one back, but then again Sherwood was left all alone in the slot. Now yeah. so right there Jones is already a little bit of a disadvantage, and then I feel he was probably thinking. Because Sherwood fumbled it, I think there was a guy for the Ducks that was almost in the crease or, like, next to him. And that was almost like a possibility, like, oh, he screwed up. He's not going to shoot. He might pass it. I got to see what he's going to do. And then he just releases it so quickly that he doesn't get in tight. And so I think he was kind of leaving his option open of I've got to jump to my left to make a save. Or is this guy going to shoot? And the guy ended up just shooting it right away. So it's good on Sherwood to, to find that opening. Yeah, Jones may have wanted it back. But at the same time, he was put in a bad spot to try and guess what Sherwood was going to do after that turnover. But, uh, yeah, I love Sherwood, too. I love the the speed he has. Whenever that fourth line's out there, it, just, it seems like the Ducks are moving. Something's happening. And you don't necessarily get that on every other line. Every other line's maybe trying to finesse or do what they need to do. But that fourth line, you know what they're doing. They're going fast. They're looking for the puck. You know, unfortunately, they didn't get a lot of that going on after this goal. Um, the Ducks would obviously, you know, when they when they scored their first goal, surrender a lot of zone time to the Sharks. That's not too much different here. Uh, the Sharks come back with a lot of zone time. Uh, against the Ducks, against Chad Johnson, able to set some plays up. And they'd eventually convert on a play that was contested. Um, The puck appeared to go out of the rink, maybe. Fox Sports didn't give a clear look. Um, I I wasn't able to find anything online. I searched everywhere. Um, We had somebody hit us up for the, you know, hey, did you guys see this come close? I don't know if it came close. I asked Eddie, this come close. Yeah, Cooper had hit us up and asked if we got a better view of it, unable to get a good view of it. But um, unfortunately, Brent Burns able to sneak a shot in from the blue line on a play prior that everyone, I mean, Kessler points to the netting. I mean, even the Sharks players slump and they kind of think it went out of play. Maybe because they saw Kessler. I don't know. But um, unfortunate here for Anaheim is the third goal goes in there on Chad Johnson. That was off the far post too through traffic. He didn't have a chance in hell to save that puck. Not much you could do there (laughs) if you're in net. I don't think it goes in because people thought the puck went out of play. I, I know guys stopped playing, but I think no matter what, that shot is still going to be Chad Johnson. It was a perfectly placed shot through a screen. That's that's going in no matter what. Um, as for the puck going out of play, I looked for every possible replayer angle, and, and there was literally nothing that you could conclusively see if it went out. There was a behind-the-net angle, which you couldn't see anything. The best one you could see was the, the actual play itself when it was happening in real time, and the puck you can't really see it after it goes off. I think it was Smelker Carlson's stick or somebody's one of the Sharks players stick. And you see like the boards rattle at the top, but it doesn't mean it actually hit the boards. It could have hit just above them in the mesh and, and just bounced out and forced it there. But I, I don't know. I, I think it personally was still in because the way the puck hit the boards and kind of still rimmed around it and landed pretty far close to the blue line. But uh I don't know. I, I mean, I guess Toronto looked at it. You would have to assume they did. There was a little bit of a pause. Getzloff was complaining to the refs. I mean, I'm sure they, they looked at every angle they possibly had to see if it stayed in or not. Well, in the in the age of the Internet, I say picks or it didn't happen. And unfortunately, there's no pictures. There's no video. There's nothing <laughs> that actually proves that it did that. So Play to the whistle. With, yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, that's one good reason, but yeah, to the point of the actual goal, it was a bomb of a shot. I think Manson screens Chad Johnson in front uh, as another Sharks player is kind of going in front. Literally, Chad, Chad Johnson like looks around. He's like, "Is it in? Where, where, where's the puck? Uh, oh, it's in. Oh, it's back here. I got it." Yeah. So I mean, he he didn't really see it. It was perfectly placed. Even if he saw it, I don't think he's stopping a Brett Burns slap shot from the point. 
no. uh, that's going in. And then on top of that, um, you know, Everquint's pissed, so pissed that Silverberg slams his stick against the post and takes a penalty. <laughs> that's where the penalty came from? Yeah. I was wondering, later, how the like, hell yeah, did Silverberg get an unsportsmanlike? It goes against the post, and it, it shatters the stick, and they gave him an unsportsmanlike oh, penalty for two minutes. Oh, my God. Which that is hundreds of garbage. Yeah. yeah, how many yep. penalties has John Quick gotten? I'm sorry. Yeah, unbelievable. Oh, That's what it came from. I remember I seeing the replay. Seen penalty for that. I saw the replay yeah, of the yeah, slash yeah. going to the net. Like. That's unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just did two handed over the, the the side post, not the crossbar or anything. Now I don't know if there was a ref maybe behind there, and then like the yeah, probably the rest of the stick went at him, and then he's like, oh, all right, F you. you're getting a penalty. Oh my god. <laughs> But That's yeah, if you look at it, the last thing he does is just right there, and then they kind of cut away from it. Unbelievable! They call that. <laughs> that that is so Sorry, stupid. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that's what it was from. I was okay. sitting there watching the game, and I was like, "Wait a minute! They just got scored on. Where the hell's the power play coming from?" Yeah. Well, that was they it. didn't show a replay. They're just like, "Oh, unsportsmanlike." Yeah, 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 yeah. Replay, but then, but then like, the like, like he he sla- he like breaks his stick over. But the second that happens, then all of a sudden they like. The camera like zooms back towards to where Burns is, so it's like a view from behind the net, and then they kind of go up to where Burns is. And, but you see him just come down like that, but you don't actually see like the stick fall apart or anything. But he broke his stick. Away. Oh my yeah. god! Wow, that's amazing. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> golf clap to the referees there on that one. Way to go, guys! Yeah, right. um, don't call Richie for trying to T Rex somebody. Yeah, no one likes god, that. God help you if you do what everyone else does after a goal. So, so, like, I wrote notes here. Somehow, Silverberg gets an unsportsmanlike <laughs> call. Power play Sharks. Jarson, uh, Jarson, Johnson forced to make some big stops there on the Sharks power play. Um, Sharks fans, can you stop wooing? Okay. Like, like why? Why are we wooing? They were wooing? Why, why are we doing the woo? <laughs> this is an Anaheim to get mad BS get cheer that we do for some dumbass reason. Um, don't take it. And if you're going to take it, make sure everyone in Anaheim stops doing it and just move it up north. You guys always get news late. You guys get all the cool trends late. You guys probably still say hella. The woo is here to say, from sir. like two decades ago. Unbelievable. The Sharks fans are wooing. Um, Mahura had an awful game. He had a big chance. Jones makes the save. Of course, why not have uh, Andre Kasha hit the post? Um, Ducks tried to get a, uh, you know, a tying goal here, a third goal. Johnson goes to the bench, and that's where Tomash Hurdle is able to bury it off a Getzloff skate. That seals the deal. Ducks lose this one 4-2 in uh, rather disappointing fashion coming on here because, uh, honestly, the, this game could have gone either way in the third period with the chance the Ducks had. I really felt that they played a strong enough road game to be competitive and just came up short. Yeah, they had, uh, what, three posts, and you could even count it as four if you count uh, Jones's post hit. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the bounces. It's where it's like it's just it's just not gonna go your way, and something stupid goes against you, and it's just it's it is what it is. Hopefully, uh, we find some goal scoring. But this is why, like everyone was all high and mighty that oh, we were scoring goals again. And I'm like, give it a second, see see, see if it kind of comes back down. But the Ducks didn't play bad. That's the thing. They didn't play bad. They didn't necessarily deserve to lose. They didn't necessarily deserve to win it was just kind of that that game that's right after the holidays who knows exactly what you get out of it i mean and the sharks are a better team i'm just gonna throw it out there right now the sharks are a better team like this this was a win the ducks would have had to scrape to get and the fact that they fought this hard and didn't get it it's less disappointing because the game was closer than i thought the score was so the ducks had plenty of chances to tie this up weren't unable to do it um when you look at the micro stats, you can say what you want about those. I feel like the, you know having a backup goaltender in net, not having all your players ready. I, I still felt Anaheim played a good game. No, I, I think so. It wasn't. It wasn't horrible. It could have been worse. Um, you could argue maybe they got shafted in a couple of plays. I, I, I don't think we believe they did, but I, I think some people are still looking at the goaltender interference by Pavelski as, as a possible turning point in that game, or if the puck went out of play or not. Uh, two shark schools kind of controversial I guess so you look back on that and, and you kind of reflect on those two a bit but yeah it was close I don't, I don't know if the Ducks like you said deserve to win or deserve to lose uh, but the, the real problem again is goal scoring they've come back down to earth four goals in the last four games yep. not really great opponents across the board you lose 3-1, 3-1, 3 nothing. 
and now 4-2. Uh, and the goals haven't really been pretty that the Ducks have scored. Uh, one of them's on the power play. It drops right behind Martin Jones for Silverberg. He does a great job to tuck it in. And then Sherwood scores a little bit of a soft shot that squeaks through Jones as well. So it's not like they're really generating anything. And it seems the best shots they get, uh, the goaltender's making a great save. Martin Jones is sprawling across the ice to, to rob Silverberg with a, a glove save. Or the Ducks are hitting the post three times, and Martin Jones is almost on the puck into his net. So they're, they're not getting lucky anymore, and they're not generating enough quality chances to actually put the puck in the back of the net. That save on Silverberg is my opinion of the the, the uh, changing point of the game. That was the one. Once he made that save, yeah. and then after that, nothing but luck for him on top of it. But it was like once he made that save, that should have been a goal. It just the Ducks never. It's just like what do we got to do to score? And it doesn't matter at that point. But <clears throat> yeah, the the Ducks got to figure out uh, their goal score. They got to figure out somehow to get multiple chances out of a play. It always seems to be one and done, and that's going to be just, all right, well, if we didn't score, we didn't score. Now we're going to be back here for the next couple of minutes because we can't really generate more than just that one chance. Occasionally they can, but too often it's just one and done. they got to do more to get uh, more secondary chances. Yeah. Uh, before we get to injury updates and some post-game news, you, uh, Eddie, do you want to uh, bring on Jimmy? He said he's ready to go if you can dial him in. Yeah, sure. Well, why don't you show everybody the prize that we have oh, if he yeah. wins? So if he wins, wins. Um, he gets a puck signed by uh, Isaac Lundstrom Me? and oh. Marcus Patterson. And on the other side, uh, 64 is Kiefer Sherwood. Kiefer Sherwood. So he gets three Ooh. players. An autographed puck here from uh, FanFest that we went to here. So he's able to get that. If he loses, and we should have offered this to Dave prior, but now we'll do, you know, going forward. Um, if Jimmy loses, he gets uh, my only much precious and exclusive <laughs> autographed Kevin Bieksa photo here from FanFest from a couple of years ago. Is that the one that shows his elf ear or no? Uh, I don't think it? it's his elf ear. No, but he definitely and gets this. And then, just to make sure the prize is good enough, he also gets a very nice picture of uh, the one and only Ryan Kessler when uh, he was I on was ESPN, so the body mag. So it's basically a win-win for Jimmy. He either gets a picture of uh, of Ryan Kessler and a puck. And Jimmy is now in And now we can hear ourselves on Jimmy's. Oh, yeah, Jimmy, you got you to gotta mute us down a tiny bit there. We can hear the... Uh, no, I, I turned you guys off. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes our one listener. Oh, we got some. We got someone chat here. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> so no, there's a couple. There's a couple other guys in there. Oh, sweet. So Jimmy, we have eight <laughs> questions. Which, uh, luckily for you, I get to pick uh, the five that you're going to go ahead and uh, awesome and take they, from there. Uh, Jeopardy, uh, Jeopardy questions. Um, yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. In the form of a question, you have to answer. Form of the question, awesome. <laughs> So, hey, first off, Jimmy, thanks for joining us, man. I know that you've been a longtime supporter of us, and uh, you're also a Patreon contributor, so we appreciate that. And uh, welcome to a place where you could win two beautiful gifts or just one great signed puck. I mean, I'm just saying, you might want to lose. <laughs> that is awesome. I don't have enough pucks. <laughs> well, if you lose, you get a framed photo of Ryan Kessler. You almost so. might just want to lose. I no, actually, I don't have a Lundstrom. I didn't get him... Uh... <sighs> During uh, when, we, when we were out there. So um, I've kind of pumped about that. Oh, and uh, also, Jimmy, there we no need to ship these to you. I can see you on Saturday as I have obtained Christmas tickets uh, for Saturday's oh, game against the Coyotes. Oh, awesome. I did. A late the, Christmas the, gift. The, yeah. the rare Saturday game. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. I complained enough, and someone's like, here, just take them. So <laughs> I got it. That's kind of the way it worked. Um, so let's start off here. Uh, you had mentioned to us that your two favorite players of past and present are Josh Manson and Tamu Solani. So let's yes. go with a Tamu Solani um, question here. How many okay. career points did Tamu Solani have with the Ducks only? With the Ducks only? Jesus. Oh, man. I wouldn't even know that. That was an any question. Try. Are we trying to make him lose? He's like whipping it. He's whipping out the Jeopardy questions. Right, how about, if you you can get it within what, like 20, 20 points? 
with oh, he's 20. giving you a window. He's giving you oh, the buffer. Yeah. Window. That's a hard one. I, that's a hard one. That's a yeah, I mean, hard one. I know. What did he have? Like fourteen hundred altogether? No, was it fourteen hundred altogether? It closed. I don't know. Yeah. I hey, Jimmy, closed. get get on the internet real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. I've had I've had a I've had a couple beverages. Um, you're, asking, you're asking a lot right there. Yeah, uh, Timu had 1,457 points in 1,451 uh, games. The, with the Avalanche. Everybody all had the Sharks. Yeah, he was all right with the Sharks, I guess. Um, Multiple yeah, years. Yeah, that. Uh, 900. Oh. Was, it, was, it, was it 900? Uh, I'm just, I'm just guessing. It was, uh, it was, it was 988. Was the actual uh, answer? Ah, uh, whatever. So right. you, you missed, you missed the first one here. You got to get three of five. All right, next, Alex. All right, here we go. So now you have to, now you have to bury our Canadian friend here, please. Uh, who is the Ducks franchise leader in points by an American? By an American? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I guess? No, Jason. <laughs> what if I write it down and show you guys? <laughs> God, I'm not I even want, sure I'm right. Think, I think wanna, really good American players that played for Anaheim. I want to say Bobby Ryan. You you would be right. I'd give you yeah, that one Bobby right Ryan. there. Bobby Ryan was actually my favorite player until he got traded. Oh, there we go. So I'm going to give Jimmy a clap on that one. That's not an easy question. I have yeah. um, my autograph from Bobby Ryan is actually when he was like number 54, I believe. Dang. Sam Fowler was close. Cam Fowler was yeah, close to Cam, actually being close Cam's going to this, pass yeah. him, but I think it, yeah, it was definitely Bobby. Oh, I thought Ruchin might be up there somewhere. Ruchin's oh, yeah, Canadian, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that, no. that's what I would have guessed. But no, Ruchin's you know, being American. Is he? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, All right. Canadian. Jimmy, here's a gimme to, oh, no to, to go two for three. In the year 2000, what trophy did Tamu Solani win? He won the Masters. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that was 2006. What um, new trophy did he win? Brand I should have trophy new. he won it. What new trophy did he win in 2000? Oh, um, he didn't win the Richard that year, did he? No, that was... Um, God, it was 99. I don't know what he won in 2000. 99-2000. <clears throat> was Richard? Let's no, give it to him. We got to give it to him. We got to give it to him. He said it like three it times. Yeah, it was the Rocket Richard. Rocket Richard. He won that in 2000? I thought it was, uh, thought it was 98-99. No, I think it was 99-2000. It was, it was the brand. Whenever, whenever it was the first year it came out. If Jason messed this it. up and gave us incorrect uh, stats on this, you automatically win. Are you sure it's 2000? No. I know the internet told me it was 2000. All right. Well, let's let's just Cause, yeah. Because I know he wanted he wanted the first year, but I thought that was in, I want to say that was in the nineties. Yeah, I want to say it was ninety eight, ninety nine. Now too, to think about. Are you serious? But I saw the you internet. Guys, the internet are you guys told serious? Me what it was. Okay, I just looked it up. Jason's an idiot. Um, <laughs> was it ninety eight, ninety nine? It was ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. It was ninety eight, ninety nine. That's right. Yeah, Pavel Burry won it the next two years in 99, 2000, I 2000, did say 2001. brand new award, and Jimmy should have known that. <laughs> oh, my God. That. I did All say right. that. I want to go with He was the first one to win it. Yeah. Junior I want yeah. to go <laughs> All right, Eddie, go ahead and ask him a World Junior question then. Go ahead. Oh, are you really going to bring it to Junior? You can see this. You can see this one. So I, I feel like question three is better is easier than question four. Question four is kind of hard. All right, I'll do question three. All right, Jimmy, uh, go ahead and put your uh, Jeopardy hat on here because question number three that we had on our list is which Ducks player was the last to win the World Juniors before Sam Steele and Maxime Comtois in 2018? Was this in Um, 1998? Jason, stop it. Wasn't it Ryan Kessler? Oh. No, it was Troy Terry in 2017. Oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the shootout. Yeah. yeah. They actually, the other question we had was how many years in a row has the Ducks had a prospect to win gold? It's actually the last four years. So they had Shea Theodore and uh, yeah. Julius Nodden the years before that. So 
you have to get one of the next two questions correct. So okay. here we go. I know you like Josh Manson. Uh, yeah. I told you to make sure you knew a lot about him before the end of the game tonight. <laughs> Hopefully you yes, remembered please. something about him before you drank so much beer like me. Um, what state is Josh Manson from? He was born in Illinois. There we go. There we go, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy's able to win the prize. Uh, we were going to give it to you anyway because Jason gave you an incorrect question and answer. Yeah, he was born in Illinois, but he lived in um, what was it, uh, Saskatchewan, I believe. So Jimmy knows all about he, this guy. Yeah, he knows more than I do. He, I don't know. His, his dad played for um, his yeah. dad played for the Oilers. Calgary. Oh, that was yeah. No, the Oilers. Um, didn't uh, he? Uh, yeah, he played for the Oilers. Dave Manson, you're thinking of, right? Yeah, Dave Manson. Yeah, he played for the Oilers. Well, let's everyone give a round of applause for Jimmy for coming on the show. And uh, I don't get question number five. And suffering. <laughs> oh, if you want question five, you won anyway. I give you question five. Uh, sure, why not? Um, let's see. Let's see. Jay, you would know the answer to this because you put it in here. So let's see if Jay ruins this question as well. Um, it was 1999. <laughs> besides Tebu Solani. Name two other players that have played for both the Sharks and Ducks. I did that because we're playing the Sharks. I know. I uh, Ke- Ken Huskins and um... – That's one. Oh, God. Who's the other one? <gasps> I can give you a hint. Don't. Okay. <sighs> he uh, He's also someone that uh, ruined the Ducks Stanley Cup in 2003. Oh, man. I don't even know that. Answer. Jeff Friesen. Uh, Jeff Friesen? No. That's awesome. who I had. Well, why why, why did you give him the answer? Because he already won. <laughs> did it, did I know. Devin said a did Gucci you, play? Did you hear how hard he was point. trying to think of yeah, one other Seta, person? Yeah. Did Seta Gucci play with the Sharks? Yeah. yeah. But did, didn't, he play, didn't he get signed for the Ducks for like one season? No. I don't he know. He, the, he, scored, he but, scored a pretty well, you big could goal easily... in the, um, the 2009 playoffs. Like against but, the Sharks. Well, here's the easiest hint. Who did Tamer Solani get traded for? Oh. Jeff Friesen and Steve Shields. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been an easy one. No, I mean, you guys are probably thinking, I mean, Setaguchi played for the Kings and the Sharks. The Ducks. Not the Ducks. But S- the Kings Setaguchi and Sharks. played for the Ducks. He, played, he was in the playoffs in 2009, wasn't he? No. No. No, 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 no. no he was. I'm no, looking sorry. this up. No, he was a Shark. No, he was a Shark. Sharks yeah, through and sharp. through. And, then I think and he also Ottawa? played for the Wild. He played for the Jets. He played for the Flames. And he also played for the Kings. And that's right. He was a Shark. That's it. So that's it for Devin Gucci. Oh, you know who? Well, Danny Healy. There you go. Well, Jimmy. <laughs> if you... Oh, Danny Healy. That's right. We did. Didn't we sign up for like one year? Yeah, Heater <laughs> yep. got the one-year one treatment year, one from Bob year. Murray. Yeah. Uh, so you win he the puck that. that I'm showing here. I'll bring it to you on Saturday. Um, oh, awesome. Do you also want... The uh, the beautiful picture that I will put in a frame for you of Ryan Kessler. Oh yeah, I did. Okay, so you're gonna I, get both. Like before this season, we gotta like, get more I, of those pictures. I, I love Kessler. <laughs> Actually, I, I despised him when he played for Vancouver, but like I was like pumped like everybody else when he came to Anaheim. <laughs> so we also got some uh, some people who wanted to chime in here real quick on Spreaker that said uh, Gordon Bombay says Brian Hayward played for both the Sharks and the Ducks, which is hilarious. Uh, and then, uh, and then Drew Hayward said Sandis Oslin. Hey, Hayward so. didn't play for the Ducks. He never played for the Ducks. No, but no, he's there. He's there. The he's there. He's, he's in the organization, I guess. He, wasn't yeah. he like the Sharks inaugural like goalie? Wasn't he like the first one in there? Something like no, that. No, I don't think he was inaugural, but I know he was on the team. He, 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 he was terrible from? wherever he was. Yeah, <laughs> well, he played he for Mon- from before that. He played with Montreal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, oh, he's, he's an awful hockey for player. The, uh, the Kings, the Ducks, and the Sharks. Nobody. It's not Penner. Um, nope. Yeah, it's a trick uh, question. It's a trick no question. It's nobody. Don't let him do that to you. <laughs> no one's done it. We've done the research. There's nobody. We're still waiting around. Every time someone gets traded around, I start looking. They play for all three? Anyways. Yeah, it's kind of like when you go to uh, Shucks, Dark, uh, Ducks Sharks games and you see some guy. In like a Solani jersey, in a Sharks Solani jersey, mm-hmm. and there's like, oh, you're just like, oh, but I can't hate you. <laughs> <laughs> he was close to being a king, but didn't assign and came back to Anaheim. So, hey, Jimmy, thanks for joining us, man. We got to wrap up the show right. here in a few minutes. Um, we appreciate everything you've done as a fan for us, and I will see you on Saturday, my friend. I will see you Saturday, Pat. All right, brother. Have a good night, man. 
You too. Bye, Bye guys. All right. Let's get to the rest of the show here. We got a few to go off of. Um, Eddie, do you want to get to some questions or should we hop into some post game stuff? What do you want to do, my friend? Uh, we'll clear up the post game stuff quick because there's really not anything. Oh, yeah. Um, it's mostly just we... you talking about Team Canada and the World Juniors. So, <laughs> floor is yours. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, I'll start with Cam Fowler is apparently skating again. So, he's apparently close to coming back. Uh, Raquel's on a slide board and he should be skating soon, is what uh, I think Elliot Tiford tweeted that out mid game. It said it was from Randy Carlisle. So they have uh, a little bit of updates on those guys. Um, as for the World Juniors, Canada won 14 nothing against yeah. Denmark in the first game. Ugh. Maxime Comtois. Ooh, had, Canadian football. Yeah, yeah. Maxime <laughs> Comtois had four goals, which tied the record uh, for Canada. Four players had done it. Uh, I think it was Mario Lemieux and three other guys. I don't really remember the other guys. <laughs> okay, wait, so, wait, wait. Can we, can we backtrack? Yeah. Is it Mario or Mario? I've heard a lot of people say Mario. Say yeah, how do you how do Canadians say it? I thought I just say Mario Lemieux. Okay, good. Yeah, I did too. too. I've, I've heard Mario Lemieux. I did too. I, I heard it on uh, on Puck Soup as Greg Wyshynski was saying. He'd also call Mario Kart Mario Kart, which always makes me yeah, laugh. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was like Mario <laughs> Brothers. I see Mario. It's Mario, Mario Brothers. Mario Kart. Let's <laughs> say like, no. It's Mario. Thank they're you. Italian plumbers, and they're still Mario, and they're French Canadian <laughs> Mario Lemieux. Now they're Mario. <laughs> All right, sorry, Ed, I cut off your uh, your football right, win. Go. Yeah, no, I get it. It's just I'm talking about Team Canada. You guys. <laughs> yeah, it's boring as crap. But continue. But uh, anyway, so Maxim Comtois four goals in his first game. Uh, none today. So uh, whatever. Slumping a bit. But, He's still uh, captain, right? Yeah, that's the big yeah, thing. Okay. He had a couple big hits. He looked pretty good. But uh, Lindstrom scored his first goal for Sweden. Had another assist. Had two assists in the first game. He's doing pretty good. He's playing top power play, top line for Sweden. So he's he's been playing really well for them. Lucas Dostal is the starting goaltender for the Czech Republic. He was player of the game in the first game for the Czechs where they won 2-1 to one against uh, Switzerland in overtime. He was really good in that game. The last Ducks prospect is Ole Eriksson Ek, who I actually thought was going to probably be the starting goaltender for Sweden. Turns out he's the third goalie again, so he hasn't played a game. He probably won't play a game. Unless Sweden wins all their games, it's automatically through, and we'll just play him just for the sake of playing him. Um, so he could get one game, likely won't play at all. But everybody else is playing good. Comtois, Lindstrom, and Dostal have looked pretty good so far. Yay! I mean, Maxine yeah. Comtois, How about our American boys. The best thing he did was pretend he was Bruce Buffer from the UFC prior to the Denmark game when he was riling everybody uh, up in the hallway before they went out on the uh, ice. Yeah. So that was pretty yeah. cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah. But that was an absolute ridiculous game. And the fact that you were you were chirping us over a team called Denmark playing in the World Juniors yeah. is laughable, Eddie. I'm very disappointed. Yeah. In like, hey, uh, we'll see. At, we'll see like how tomorrow. awesome we are West now. versus Kazakhstan. All right. We'll see. Finland beat Kazakhstan 5 nothing today. We'll see how it goes. All right. We'll what see. Other, what, what were your other games besides Denmark? Uh, Denmark and Switzerland. And you have Slovakia well, what and was Switzerland. What no, was no, no, no. Dude, it just started three yesterday, two. Jay. That's it. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Hey, I'm just saying, it's a 3-2. Switzerland is game better Denmark, than both Denmark and goals. Slovakia. They play right. against what Sweden that much. Jack Hughes uh... is supposed to be so good. And <laughs> Slovakia, they squeak by them. We'll... I really right, hope Kazakhstan right. wins tomorrow. I really do. It's all right. You're like, yeah, I'm you, buying Kazakhstan jersey if they win tomorrow. Oh. You, piss, you pistol whipped a blind kid very good at the tournament. Beat right. him 14 <laughs> nothing. Poor I'm expecting 20 to nothing against Kazakhstan tomorrow then. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, shock in our chat says, I heard Lundestrom was playing 3C, not top line. You know anything about that, Eddie? Oh. Yeah, he's playing top line on the power play. And then oh, okay. I said top line. Uh, then I said top line. Right oh, no, 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 I'm not challenging you. I'm just saying, like, no, I'm no, surprised. No, I, like, I, sure like I actually made that mistake. He isn't playing top line uh, regularly. He's playing top line power play. And then he's playing three, three, or, three or 2C. When I saw him, he, I can't remember who he's playing with, but it all depends. I think Emil Bemstrom is their top line center, I'm pretty sure. They should put Lindstrom up there. I think he's better. Um, I think it would be. Let's get on to some postgame stuff really quick here. We're uh, running a bit long, almost at an hour. Uh, you know, we got to talk about Cam Fowler. He's skating. Uh, Ricard Raquel's on the slide board, which, for those of you guys who don't know, is, is simply just honestly a big sheet of plastic that they do skating strides on. It's like um, synthetic ice. 
Yeah, you you can slide back and forth on it. It's, it's to get warmed up, get your body used to being back on the ice. So that's good news for both. Obviously, Cam Fowler's a lot closer, it seems like, than Ricard Raquel. Um, it's really unfortunate that Raquel's injury caused by Jonathan Taze. If you go back and look at the tape there against Chicago, uh, people thought that was kind of dirty. And um, unfortunately, to me, the, you know, the team hasn't said it, but it looked like a high ankle sprain, which is a lot more... Uh, difficult to recover from than a regular ankle sprain and could add to future injuries, which we hoped isn't the case. And hopefully I'm wrong, but that's what it looked like to me. But uh, good to see Cam Fowler back at skating, you guys. Uh, the Ducks really need some stability there, wherever they can get a regular back on the ice to create offense because this team right now is uh, hashtag fire Carlisle all over again. <laughs> yeah, Josh had a good run had, for a while. <laughs> yeah, Josh Mahar had his first tough game too. So I don't know if it's going to continue. Jacob Larson's looked better, but not great. So it would be nice to have somebody that can help out Hampus Lindholm on that left side because he's been kind of doing it all since Cam Fowler went down and and Marcus Pedersen got traded. I mean, not like Pedersen was doing much anyway, but it's a tough load to handle. And it's kind of shown with how Lindholm's played lately. It's been a lot for him to do. We're playing over 24, 25 minutes a night. And pretty much playing every important shift that the Ducks have, whether it be penalty kill, power play, the last two minutes of a period, last two minutes of a game, he's out there pretty much every time. So it's a, it's a lot to handle for him when he has to do it every time. Usually when Cam Fowler's there, they've got two pairings that they could throw out there to kind of share the load, but it, it, it's been all him lately. Any comments, yep. Jay? <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's pretty much uh, uh, dead on. I mean, it's something that we deal with every single season, it seems like, and this one's no different. It's just uh, trying to get injured people back into the lineup, and especially those that can uh, alleviate uh, the offensive load for maybe everybody else. Because I mean, you're you're at this point, you're just you're scraping by trying to find whoever can can put in a goal. So you know, if it's Silverberg here or it's Sherwood there. It's nice to get the top line going again. I mean, just but you got to have enough guys to do it. At least they're playing well. It's just not going in yet. Right now they're a little snake bitten, but they're not playing like they did the first twenty games of the season. They're playing better. They're just now they're just they need now they need those goal scorers to show up. Yeah, guys like Andrew Cogliano, guys like Ryan Kessler. Uh, who have not shown up at all. The, you know, the depth scoring on this team, you could even throw Adam Henrique into that bundle here. He's not been yeah. um, you know, a, an offensive force. And clearly, this the last few games has not been great for Anaheim, but they really need somebody to step up other than uh, Ryan Getzloff and Andre Kasha. So the Ducks have a lot you know, to look forward to here. I think they have a homestand coming up that they really need to take advantage of. I, it, they they kind of need to regain their, their footing here if it's – not Randy Carlyle's fault, just a bad streak. I mean, I was so reluctant to start patting Randy Carlyle on the back, and even I was like a little bit like, okay, I got a little, little change here. They started looking a little better. Um, uh, we need to make hashtag fire Randy Carlyle shirts. I think we should. Um, I think they would do well. They would do very well the second half of the season. Um, so any other news? Have you guys heard anything about Patrick Eves, Ryan Miller, or Corey Perry? Any further updates? Bombay in our chat asked. I've I've heard Dilly squat on all three of those guys. No. Nothing. No, now John no. Gibson might be hurt too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Ducks are usually mum on uh, injuries and especially long term injuries. I'm shocked we got an update on Fowler and Raquel. So yeah, that's that's just if you're an Anaheim fan, be prepared to be in the dark as far as injuries go. They're they're not changing that uh, uh, philosophy. No, why would they, right? I mean, they, 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 this team's they always been so... Yeah, right. I mean, this <laughs> is ridiculous. They don't care. Transparency now. So let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Guys, put a bow on it tonight. Uh, the Ducks drop to the Sharks. 4-2 to two was the final score. John Gibson questionable going into Saturday night's game against Arizona back at home here in Anaheim. Thank you guys for tuning in. You know where to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also on YouTube. If you haven't already got onto the Forever Mighty YouTube, please do... Go ahead and, sub- and hit subscribe. Click the bell on there as well. It'll alert you to every time we go live. That helps us out and also alerts you, as I just said, as to when we go live with any sort of video updates, which you know, we always try to do more of. The holidays have not been kind to us podcast-wise, <laughs> but we're hoping to regain our footing here going into 2019. And also, shout-out to our friends at CoolHockey.com. Uh, you could go there and use our promo code FM20, get 20% off a jersey. 
uh, why not get yourself something great, right? I mean, actually, they're doing a 25% off site-wide, so better than what we could give you. Just go to CoolHockey.com and buy a jersey. Boxing Day, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's Mike Tyson Day. Uh, go ahead and go to uh, to CoolHockey.com. I'm just kidding, Eddie. I love you. Go to cool Go to CoolHockey.com. Check them out. They're legit jerseys. They're authentic. And buy yourself one or someone you care about or love and uh, get a great deal there. Um, they're also the ones who sponsor our Forever Mighty Three Stars that Eddie works so hard on and tracks every single time you tweet with all the questions and all the answers. He tracks all those and make sure you guys get your point totals to win a free jersey from us. Um, shout out to Jimmy on the show and, uh, tune into our Patreon if you haven't already, because, uh, we're doing three bonus shows very quickly here because we only have like four days left. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been quite a, kind of a uh, holiday rush for us, but to, to you, Patreon subscribers, we love and appreciate you guys as well. Um, you top tier guys have already gotten your pucks with the exception of Josh Nash. I, Nash, I just hit you up, told you to DM us. Uh, FedEx was unable to find you. So let us know where you're at and we can get you that puck. But uh, we love you guys, and we'll talk to you on Saturday. Have a great one. Bye, guys.